If you would, go in your Bibles with me. You can turn to 2 Timothy chapter number 3. I'll begin reading here in just a couple of moments. Uh, We are in the series Navigating Through Uncertainty. And without doubt, we know that we are living in uncertain times. We understand the pandemic that we are in. We understand the political atmosphere that we're in. We see all the chaos around us. We see just the cultural wars in our cities and in our rural areas. Uh, We see all the different ideas and the thoughts that have been presented before us. We see the attack against the, the, the heart of who we are, our Christianity, our faith. We know all of that is very real. We also understand that in this hour in which we live, there's just so many things that are happening around us that we perhaps don't even see in other nations because God cares about every nation. God cares about all people groups. God cares about the furthest unreached people group that is out there. God knows and God cares. And there are so many things that are happening in the world in which we live. But we know in all of this that if we will hold true to what we have been taught, if we will hold true to the faith that's been placed in us through the gift of Jesus Christ, if we will continue to fan into the flame the gift uh, that was given to us with the laying upon hands and the Holy Spirit that's inside of our lives, if we will hold true to what we know is right, just continue to trust God, God's going to see us through and He's going to help us navigate these waters. We have been in this series and we've been in the book of Timothy. As we understand that the Apostle Paul, at the end of his life, he writes this letter from prison. He's writing to young Timothy. Timothy, who's going to be a pastoring several, overseeing several churches in the region. And, and he's really encouraging him and speaking life into him. We know that Timothy has struggled. You've been with me these last couple of weeks. We, we understand uh, in his heart, in his mind, he's wrestled with inad- being inadequate. He's wrestled with fear. He's wrestled just with uh, the uncertainty and just all the, the foolish arguments and all the things that are going around him. And the Apostle Paul has just really poured into this young man, and and we get to be recipients of this letter as well as it speaks to our life in the hour in which we live. So let's go ahead and move to 2 Timothy chapter 3. We're going to pick it up here in verse number 1. It's the continuing thought of Paul just pouring into his life, and here's what the Word of God says. It says, but understand this. Understand this, Timothy. Understand this. Again, make this very personal. Kawita Assembly. That in the last days, there will be times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of themselves. They're going to be lovers of money. They're going to be proud and arrogant. They will be abusive, violent. They'll be disobedient to their parents. Ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control. They'll be brutal and they will not be those who love good. They'll be treacherous and reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. They will have this appearance of godliness, but denying its power. Timothy, avoid such people. For among them are those who creep into the households. They capture weak women burdened with sins and led astray by various passions always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. Just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so these men also opposed the truth, men corrupted in mind and disqualified regarding the faith. But they will not get very far, for their folly will be plain to all, as was that of those two men. 
we'll see in a minute, he's speaking of Janus and Jambres. Those were two of the magicians in Pharaoh's court that opposed Moses when he went to uh, uh, see the, Egypt, the uh, people of Israel be set free from Egypt. Look at verse number 10. You, however... Timothy, you have followed my teaching. You have followed my conduct. You have followed my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and sufferings that happened to me at Antioch and Iconium and Lystra, which persecutions I endured. Yet from every single one of them, the Lord has rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ will be persecuted. While evil people and imposters, they will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and what you have firmly believed and knowing from whom you have learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. That the man of God may be competent, that the man or the woman of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. Let's move just a few verses into the next chapter. So, Timothy, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead by his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season, out of season. Use it to reprove, rebuke, exhort, and complete patience and teaching. For Timothy, this time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching any longer. But with itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions, their own desires, their own beliefs their own theories, and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. As for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, and do the work of an evangelist. And Timothy, fulfill your ministry. Fulfill the call of God that's been placed upon your life. So again, when I see this letter, Timothy, it is no time to be silent. It is no time to suppress that gift that is inside of you. It is no time to step back and watch it all unfold. There's no time to hide in a bubble and just hope that a law pass that someday you can soon come out. Timothy, you have to speak what I have given you. You have to move in the steps in which I'm guiding you in. You have to navigate these waters with the truth and the power of God. It is good for you. It is good for those around you. It is good for those in which you are ministering to, to the churches, to the communities. They need to see someone walking in truth, and they need to see the blessing upon their life. They need to see that passion that is alive. They need to see those gifts. They need to see that joy. They need to see that peace. They need to see that confidence and that courage and someone that's walking differently than everyone else is here in this world. They need to see Jesus Christ alive inside of you. That's what Paul is speaking into this young man's life. He's telling him to continue on in this truth. Two things that I want to share with you this morning as we continue on in this letter. The first one, continue to move forward with an understanding and an awareness of the time you live and the difficulties ahead. Timothy, as you navigate these waters, 
Continue in what you have learned to do and do it with an attentive mind that is aware of the dangers that are lurking all around you and your life. Understand the time you live in by understanding the signs that are being given to you. And Timothy, there are many signs, and I'm going to give you some. I'm going to pour into you, Timothy, so you will have this complete awareness of the hour in which you live. You have to be responsible with the truth that has been given to you. And Timothy, if you understand all that's going on around you, you will understand how you need to navigate through these waters. So you have to be spiritually alert. You have to be wise. You have to be confident. Do not be blindsided by any dangerous lie or deception or tactic of the enemy that is around you. Do not be coerced to tolerate something that is not you. Do not be coerced to tolerate a culture that is not of God. Do not tolerate things that are ungodly, that are sinful, that separates God and us uh, because of of the evil that's inside of that. Do not tolerate those type of things. Do not be intimidated in any way, regardless of what level of persecution you may face or what others may say against you or what what others may be speaking of you because of the choices in which you are making. And do not become weary as you pursue what you know is right, pure, and true. He's telling him, Timothy, there is just a spiritual decline all around you. There is this cultural collapse that is all around you. And you have to be attentive because you have to stand in the truth and you have to proclaim the truth because people will be lost without the truth. You're just not navigating these waters for yourself. You're navigating these waters for those you love. You're navigating these waters for those in your community and these churches so people can see the light and people can follow through to that. Now, as he approaches these days, we know that Paul speaks to him about the last days. Now, for you and I, and I know most people understand this, uh, there are some still that think the last days are coming or we're just entering into the last days. Scripturally, when you look at the last days, that's talking about the time that Jesus began his ministry. So since Jesus began his ministry, since the outpouring of the Holy Spirit there in the upper room, the last days have been upon us. We can go to Hebrews chapter 1, verse number 1. It says, long ago at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophet. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things through whom he also created the world. He is is speaking in these last days through Christ, through the apostles, through the church, and now through you and I. And so he's saying, in these days, you need to continue to stand in the truth. Now, he gives just a pretty good list here of what the hour looks like. And you saw what these characteristics are. Now, in all of these, I think you'd agree with me that self, self will be the leading trademark of the last days. Can you agree with me? Self is going to be the leading trademark. Again, just look at what Scripture tells us. You, don't, you really don't need me to preach this to you this morning because it's right there before you in the Word of God. Look at what it says and think about the hour in which you live right now. Think about just the past seven days and what you have seen and what you have witnessed and what you have experienced in your life. When it talks about how people are just going to love themselves all out for themselves, they're going to be greedy. It's going to be all about money. Don't you know that just about everything in the world that happens, it all comes down to the dollar? what you see on TV, what's opening, what's not opening, sports and everything else. You know, what is it all about? It comes down to the dollar. People are lovers of money, proud and boastful, 
We see arrogance all around us. We see violence. We see chaos. We see disobedience. We see people who are unappreciative and ungrateful. We see people who are certainly without restraint and unholy and heartless and slanderous. We see slander every single day. As soon as you turn on the news, someone's slandering someone else. You see all these things that are happening in these communities, in these cities around us. People will be reckless. They're going to be swollen with conceit. In other words, they're going to think their way is right and they have the right word. And, and someone will say, well, pastor, what about you? You think your way is right. I don't think my way is right at all, but I think Jesus' way is right. You know, I wouldn't expect you to believe everything that I say. I hope that I'm speaking the truth, but I'd have you to test it up against God's word because I believe God's word is true because God's word has stood the test of time. It has certainly stood the test of time more than anything that we see right now before us. Because when you watch things and you look at how things unfold, there is a constant shift in truth. There's a constant shift in ideas and in culture. Can I tell you, there is not a constant shift with Jesus Christ. He is stable and secure in every single manner. So I'm going to follow that way. But in these last days, all of this will be around us. There's going to be imposters. There's going to be even those who appear godly. They're going to speak with this, with this wisdom. And they're going to have this demeanor that appears very godly. And the words that comes forth from them, it is going to sound like they're doing it in a way that it's coming from God. But watch out for them because they are imposters being used by Satan. Because if they get you to stray away from what you know is true, then they've caught you in their trap. Timothy, yes, there's a lot of things that are going to happen in these last days and these waters in which you're trying to navigate. And there's going to be a lot of difficulty. He didn't say there wasn't going to be any difficulty. He said there is going to be difficult in these days. Now, when I really look at this closely, I study this word. The last days have a common denominator that really pose a problem. You and I, without question, we continue to live in the last days. And in the days and hour in which we live, we know that there is just going to be evil that increases. But the problem, can I tell you today, is not a pandemic. Even though that's an issue, that's not the main problem. And even though our political atmosphere is very toxic, that's not the main problem of the hour. The main problem of the hour is a problem of people's heart because that's where all of this starts it's a problem of the heart you see people we know should put God first in every area of their lives and worship him but the scripture says that they will turn from this it says that in these days and in these hours and in these waters in which we navigate people are going to just worship themselves as they live to please their sinful cravings for desire for power and as they do so they don't want to hear anything that's going to convict them and if you say anything that's going to convict them of the way in which they're living that is against God they're going to do everything possible to make you look like you're the one who's walking in in hypocrisy and they're going to call you names and they're going to call you out and they're going to call you narrow-minded if you say well I believe in the way and the truth and the life of Jesus I believe in the Bible cover to cover. I believe in sin. I believe in love. I believe in God's love. If you say you believe in that, can I tell you, they're going to do everything possible to turn it around to make it look like you're the one who's wrong and they're the one who is right. That's the hour and you're going to live. Why is that happening? Because they want to try to silence you. Don't tolerate don't tolerate anything this culture is trying to place upon you. And if they're putting pressure on you, you stand firm in the truth of Jesus Christ. Just recently, I know I rubbed someone the wrong way. And it wasn't because, it wasn't because of anything that I said of offensive. It's because I believe in the word of God. 
And I, I can't stand here before you and say, well, parts of it are true. Parts of it I'm not sure about. Parts of it were written a long time ago. But these parts right here, they seem to work. Can I tell you, that's not how you view the Word of God. You don't pick out what you want. I promise you, you can find a scripture and you can spin it and twist it to what you want it to believe. But if you'll read the text, you'll read the moment, you'll read the way in which it is written, who it is written, why it is written, just like Paul to Timothy, you will understand there is truth inside of that that will help you and I navigate our way through these days and hours in which we lived. You see what, we, what Paul referred to here, I spoke of here while I was reading he points to these Egyptian magicians, Janus and Jambres. They opposed Moses by imitating what he did. And I know in the hour in which we live, Satan, he is a great imitator. He is a performer. And he's going to do everything possible to put something before people, to make them think that that is truth. And that for any church that is standing just basically on the word of God, he's going to try to spin that and make it look like there's a better way to do this. Don't fall in that trap. Timothy, just as Moses overcame these imitators by the power of God, you too can do this through his strength and through his grace. Just stand true. So Paul says to Timothy, you know what I've been through. You know what I've had to endure. You know that you and all believers in life, they're going to face these same type of things. But in all these things, I love what that scripture said, in all of these things, he rescued me. You know, in this in these hour, in this day in which we live, there may be some days, you know, I keep referring back to our picture there on the PowerPoint. There are some days where you may feel like, man, I don't know if I'm navigating these waters very well. And maybe perhaps you feel like the, the ship is about to sink. Or maybe you feel like you're being just about to dash up against the rocks. Can I tell you, if you'll just keep holding true and calling out to Jesus Christ, he will rescue you in everything in your life. He can rescue your spiritual life. He can rescue your relationships. He can rescue your home. He can help you rescue your finances. He can rescue everything about you because that's who he is and that's the love he has for us. So, Timothy, continue on in these things in which you have learned. Let me give you one more here that I see in this word this morning. Continue to hold firm in your faith. According to use my mic. I apologize. This is a brand new microphone. So, I mean, order today, hot off the shelf, and we are still having issues. And so I apologize for that. I'll try to finish here with it, and if not, I'll, I'll grab the handheld in just a second. Anyway, the second one, continue to hold firm in your faith and to live according to the Word. There it is again, the Word of God. Timothy, Kawita Assembly, you have been taught the Word of God. You believe in it. You would not be where you're at in life today without it. The word has been given to you. It has been placed inside of you. It's in your life. So in these last days, how do you navigate through this hour? You hold on to the word of God. Go back to verse number 16. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent and equipped for every good work. Without God's word in your life, you will fall prey to being greatly deceived. Timothy, without God's word in your life, you will be very ill prepared for fulfilling the good things that God wants you to accomplish. 
So Timothy, in this hour, every single day, in every single circumstance, you take the word of God and you use that word to navigate through these times. The Bible we know, church, is the inspired word of God. Inspired means it was God-breathed. It was God-breathed for men to write, to be able to give to us today, and it is alive inside of us. I like what 2 Peter says in chapter 1, verse 19. And it says, we have something more sure, the prophetic word to which you will do well to pay attention, as it is a lamp that is shining in a dark place until the, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. The Word of God is God's gift to us, and everything about it is true. Timothy, the Word of God is in you. Keep it alive. Hold true to it. Live by it. Be an example and teach others to do the same. You see here in our text today, Paul gives four strong purposes of what it means to live by the Word of God. Look at that with me. He says it's good for teaching. Now, this is for all of us. I know specifically he writes it to Timothy, but we receive it as a very personal letter to us. Teaching. In other words, showing us truth in the way of salvation. Reproof. Revealing our rebellion and leading us to repentance. Correction. Cultivating positive change and helping us to get back on the right path. Training in righteousness. Instructing and equipping us to live the Christian life. You see, receiving and applying this word, it's essential for you and I to be equipped for the hour in which we live. But not just be equipped for us to, to survive, but also, I love how this, he just kind of rose to this point. Also, not just for us to make it through, but for us to complete the good work that is inside of our lives. There's a time, Timothy, when people aren't going to want to hear truth. They're not going to hear salvation through Christ. They're not going to hear, want to hear about living a pure life and a holy life. They're not going to hear about, they, they don't want to hear about things such as the sanctity of marriage between a man and a woman and how to use your finances and how to give back to God and how to have a pure heart and a pure mind and how to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. People aren't going to want to hear that. When you talk about the day and the hour in which I return, when Jesus Christ returns, they're not going to want to hear that. They're not going to want to believe that. We're going to, they're going to want to put all those things aside. But Timothy, you continue to walk in the word that's been placed inside of you because if you do, you will navigate through these times. In church, it's the same for you and I. We have the word inside of us. And we've got we've to dwell on it, meditate on it. We've got to learn what it means. We've got to apply it. We've got to live it out. For every single one of us, that's going to help you and I. I promise you, there is not a day goes by that if you get in the Word of God that you won't receive from God's Word. For me personally, I love to start the day out with the Word of God. It puts your mind in the right place. It's really hard to have a really bad attitude when you start your day off with the Word of God. It's really hard not to be at peace when you start your day off with the Word of God. You know, I know some people do it in the middle of the day and perhaps at night before they go to bed. Can I tell you, it's good whenever you want to do it, but when you start your day off with the Word of God, it just helps navigate your mind to go to a place that it needs to be because you know that someone's going to cut you off while you're driving. You know someone's going to say the wrong thing when you get to the office. You know something's going to happen that day, and when you've got the peace of God inside of you, it's going to help you navigate those troubling times in a better way. 
when you see people, when you greet people, uh, when you talk to people, there's going to be something different about your smile, something different about your demeanor. Because that word of God, what does it do? It's alive inside of us. It revives us. It gives us wisdom. Boy, it strengthens us in every single manner. Boy, we need to have it inside of our lives because it helps us put our mind in the right place. We go back to the very first where Paul is telling Timothy, again, have that sound mind. How do you do that? By the word of God inside of you. And then as it's inside of you doing this work, it just starts to come out in just who you are. And you're living it before the people. And as you live it, it's just a beautiful example to those around you. And you can see the work that God is doing, every good work. You know, I think for a moment, I think back to these Tuesdays. This past Tuesday, after we were done with, our, with the, the giveaways and, and the food and all of that, an individual, she walked in the church, and, and I happened to be in a foyer, and I opened the door for her and introduced myself. And, of course, you know, nice to meet her and went through the cordial greetings. She said, hey, I was just swinging by because my daughter told me about what you were doing. And so, you know, instead of just staying there and listening, I jumped in and said, well, hey, you know, all the boxes are gone this week. We'll be doing it again next Tuesday. She goes, oh, no, 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 that's not what I was wanting. She goes, I just wanted to be able to help. Is there anything that I can, anything I can do to help? And I said, you know what? I don't want to tell you that you can't help us at all. I mean, you're more than welcome to swing by here at any time, and you can ask. But we've got a pretty great crew that's showing up. I said, we got, we got families, you know, individuals. We've got children. We've got a lot of people. She goes, oh, I know how that works. She goes, that's so good. The church I go to, you know, I volunteer in a lot of ways. I just want to make sure you had a lot of help. She goes, it's so beautiful to see the people of God doing this. And I said, boy, you're absolutely right. And just not too long after that, I was talking to someone else, and they said, Pastor, i, I got to tell you, man, when I pulled up and I saw all of those kids out there loading those cars up, they said, that touched my heart. Because if you show up on Tuesday, you're going to see about a half a dozen kids or more. You know, the Singleton bunch, you know, the Douglases. I mean, they're, they're, they're all around us. And those kids are grabbing those boxes and they're putting them in those cars and they're smiling. They cannot wait for the next car to pull up. I mean, they are all in in making sure that they're doing a good job and they can be a blessing. Can I tell you, that's a beautiful example of God's word being alive inside of mom and dad and of the leaders around them. You know, they're doing it. They're bringing their kids and they're letting them see it, what it is to do a good work. They jump in there. They do this good work. And that's how people are blessed. Let me tell you, that's the word of God coming alive. It's as simple as that. When you just give yourself to God and say, I want to be used and I want to stand in truth. And I want, to, I, want to, I want to live and walk in a way that shines for the, the love of Christ. And I want to be able to reach out. And I want to be able to show the love of Jesus Christ. When you have that type of attitude, let me tell you, it goes a long way. And as you're doing that, here's the crazy thing. As you're doing that, God's helping you navigate through anything that you have in your life that's going on. How many of you know you can have a lot of stuff that's going on in your life that's difficulty? But as long as you're serving the Lord... You're continuing on in that good work, and the Lord's just helping you navigate those waters. That's who he is, and that's what he does. So I love that. I know, I know I took that, you know, something very simple that's happening here now to a greater, bigger issue that's all around us, especially for Timothy and what he is facing. But if you will just approach it like those kids, just have joy and happiness and peace, and know that you're doing the right thing. If you'll do that, God will always lead you in an incredible way to do the work that he has called each and every one of you to do. You know, during this hour, it might be easy. Well, I know it is. 
it'd be easy to carry the heaviness and the anxiety. Some are still carrying a lot of fear. It'd be easy to be frustrated. It'd be easy to step back. It'd be easy just to shake your head all the time and be like, oh, it'd be easy to do that. But that's not what we have to do in this hour. We have to stand strong and stand in faith and keep speaking the truth in which we know. And if we do that, we'll see those good things unfold in our lives. Isn't God good to us? God takes care of us. And he will always help us navigate through the difficult times and the uncertain times if we'll just hold on to what he's given us.